Hi, and welcome to the Fully Alive podcast. I'm Olga, and I'm an international mindset and confidence coach with over a decade of corporate experience in six different countries, and I'm a mom of two little kids. I believe that life is the most precious thing that we have and that it is meant to be an experience of awe, excitement, joy, love, fascination, connection, meaning, and limitless possibilities. Or put in short, an experience that allows you to feel fully alive. Now this podcast is for all of the women out there who are tired of living a life that is ticking all the boxes of societal success. It is leaving their souls miserable, empty, and burnt out. I'm here to share all of the tools, mindset shifts, experiences, and the wisdom that I have gathered over the past seven years, because I want you to reconnect to the intuition, the flow, and the power of your inner soul self again, to create a life of continuous aliveness for yourself. So what do you say? Let's get lit up again. Hello and welcome to a new episode on the Fully Alive podcast. I'm so happy to have you guys back with me. And I think today... I want to make it short and sweet, but I think today is going to be a real like truth bomb episode. Um, If you're open to really let it sink in and allow yourself to really get the magnitude of this topic, because today I want to talk to you about how our pleasing behavior or our need to be, let's say, appealing to others, pleasing to others, um, let's say satisfying their needs is actually one of the top killers of us being disconnected or of, of one of the top killers of our connection to ourselves. Um, I've certainly experienced this for uh, several decades in my life. And when I look back, um, I can see how this process was so, let's say, detrimental like living this personality has been so detrimental to um, experiencing true fulfillment in my life experiencing um, let's say true confidence and trust and safety with like myself who I am and how I'm showing up Um, and I don't want to go into a lot of the the backstory of um why we are showing up as pleasing personalities. I've actually done episodes about this earlier. You can go and check them out. I will put them um, in the episode description. So you can check those out. Um, those are very, very valuable episodes. Um, and they truly help you to get a better understanding of yourself and why you're showing up maybe in certain situations in a way that is not really helpful to you or you feel a, a lot of pressure or you feel like a lot of, um, you know, fear and, and doubt and why we judge ourselves so much. Um, so I'm going to link them and um, I really recommend you check them out. But just as like a short summary so that everybody gets on the same page. So basically, when we are born, um, we quickly learn that certain behaviors are more appreciated, let's say. Um, They receive more reward from our caregivers, from our parents, from our environment, right? So what we learn is that, you know, when as babies, we, when we need something, the only way that you know, we can achieve our needs being met is by crying, right? Um, 
And when we are babies, we don't really have any issues with <laughs> with voicing our needs, right? I'm hungry. Like, rah! I have like, I, I need a diaper chain. It's like crying, right? I'm uncomfortable. Like, I want to be with you. I want closeness. Um, we cry because that's our only way of communication. But quickly enough, like, when we get into like even like a a, a toddler phase like the more uh, I guess conscious we become and the more kind of autonomous we become um the more we realize that you know our needs may not be as satisfied as quickly by our environment um and we don't maybe get the same amount of attention that we got as we were a baby and so we just realized that um just being us and just let's say voicing whatever it is that we need our desires and just being ourselves like um expressing our our personality our characteristics everything that comes with you know being us um is not necessarily appreciated as much anymore or certain behaviors we realize that certain behaviors get more attention from mommy and daddy or whoever is there um, I'm just going to use mommy and daddy as like um, a, sub- a substitute for all kind of caregivers because maybe for you it's been your grandparents maybe for you it's been other caregivers so just know that mom and dad represent all of them um, and so you know we like that attention we want to be close to our parents right um, we like when our mommy and our daddy like when they hold us when they give us like this this yeah just special kind of attention that closeness what we perceive as like care and love and um so as we like it you know we try to get more of it because who doesn't want to you know experience more of something that makes you feel good um so what happens is we learn how to please their let's say desires their maybe expectations their standards um for what they think you know should be maybe um normal for a parent-child relationship or a child's behavior um so what happens is we become so extremely focused on what pleases them what pleases their needs um what pleases let's say what changes maybe their emotional states like we learn for example when they're in a bad mood, you know, every you notice that every time maybe mommy and daddy are like kind of angry or like stressed out every time we do we make a joke or every time we act a little bit um what what would you call it like goofy, you know, it kind of fixes the situation. Right? So we learn to please them. And um, it becomes kind of like, in my perspective, and I just thought about this today in this way, it becomes kind of like an addiction. You get addicted to the feeling of attention. You get addicted to, um, let's say, the pleasure that um, maybe you receive a hug or maybe you receive certain closeness. You get addicted to that kind of um Um, benefit or result that you're achieving through that certain behavior right but what happens is 
as we are pleasing other people, like we learned that with mommy and daddy, but then we scale that, like we scale that strategy to everybody in our environment, to friends, to teachers, to, you know, whether that is in kindergarten or at school or university, doesn't matter, it becomes a habit. But what happens is every time that we do that, we are chipping away from the connection that we have to ourselves. Every time we're pleasing somebody else's needs um, and we're doing it, let's say, for the purpose of receiving love, of receiving attention, of, you know, all those kind of things, we are chipping away from our own relationship of love and attention and everything, you know, that we also need for ourselves. The intuition. Sometimes we, we learn that, you know, even though it does not feel right like in your gut it does not feel right to do that you do it anyways because you know that whatever mom and dad will you know call you you're such or or say to you like oh you're such a good girl you know you're mommy's favorite you're um so great you're so smart you're like this and that and whatever and it gives us this fake sensation of like um I want to say belonging and love because it's like just a a transaction, you know, you do something that pleases and then you receive something. But if you stop that pleasing behavior, usually that person gets really upset because they're like, what the heck is going on? You know, Um, why is this not functioning the way anymore? This is making me really angry because I'm used to things going that way. I'm used to you being um, whatever, a good girl. I'm used to you like being responsible. I'm used to you, um, you know, liking my plans and all of that that goes with it. You know, there are so many different like facets and perspectives on this. But I just want to hit this, this, um, you know, this point home that every pleasing behavior means you um neglecting yourself you chipping away from the relationship that you have you chipping away from the connection that you have because your focus is not focused inwards it's just focusing outside on the environment on that other person and it becomes so good at scanning other people's like you know moods facial expressions like physical states You become really good at picking up their signals. You become really good at picking up their needs. You become really good at picking up um, their opinions and um, what satisfies them. But with every, every, every repetition, you're unlearning how to listen to yourself. And you're unlearning um, that actually showing up as yourself is actually good, right? So after like carrying out this behavior for let's say years, decades, like for in my case, you know, I think only last year, I believe, I felt that I've really kind of um, closed the door on a major part of being that good girl. Um, I did not know, <laughs> you know, or I did better said, I did not allow myself to feel what it is that I desired. I always put other people first. 
I so like neglected what I needed emotionally, physically, but also at a soul level, like what kind of experiences I wanted to have in my life. I was always holding back so that other people could be happy, right? While I was miserable. And that's what I mean. Like every time you choose somebody else over your own well-being, you're pleasing that other person, but you're what is it the 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 contrast this displeasing but you know you're not serving yourself you're not serving your soul you're not serving um your desires and how can you how can we expect to create a life that feels fulfilling that feels like oh, like so happy and so exciting and so you know um whatever it is that you know you're searching for maybe connected maybe um like awe fascinating adventurous free um you know loving um exciting fun playful how can we expect to experience that kind of life when we are not even giving ourselves or when we are teaching ourselves to not even listen to that to that need and what it is that we want. It's not able to, to happen. The life that you're going to create from that place of continuing that pleasing pattern is a life that will look good to others. And maybe superficially, it will make them happy. Like, just let's be clear, you cannot make anybody happy. You cannot make anybody anything. They choose their own emotion, regardless of what you do. But that's like for another episode. Um, but you will create a life that might look good to other people, that might check the boxes on, you know, people's other people's standards for like um, a good life, a safe life, a stable life, like a successful life, whatever word they, they want to use, right? But you're not going to create the life that's going to excite you and that's going to like light you up from within in fact i guarantee like (laughs) maybe guarantee is a strong word but i'm still going to use it but i guarantee you that if you're going to living continue living life from that pleasing behavior knowing that you are doing yourself a disservice you're doing somebody else a service that is costing you a disservice to yourself you're going to create a life that you are going to to regret and that you're going to be disappointed about yourself it's where when you get to the to the end whenever that will even be you know but you're going to look back and you're like why didn't I give myself you know permission to to do more of what I actually wanted why did I hold back why was I so afraid well, we are we were so afraid because to our mind it was like if I show up as myself, if I allow myself to have what I want, if I allow myself to live the way I want, if I allow myself to um whatever create the career that I want based on the hobbies that I have or the passions that I have, et cetera, et cetera. If I allow myself to hang out with people that are really, you know, good for me, but other people won't really understand it I lost my thought here but you know if if you're going to show up like that there I'm back again um then all this attention all this 
fake love will be taken away from me. And I'm not, I don't want to say that all the love that you received was fake from your parents or from your caretakers, right? But if it's always based on some kind of condition, on some kind of transaction, it cannot be like true love. It is maybe attention, but it is not going to be like true unconditional love. So what can you do about this, right? Because I don't want to leave you just with, you know, let's say this realization, right? But if you want to create a life that you're going to fall deeply in love with, that you are deeply in love with, where you're like, oh my God, it just feels so good to be me, you know, where you feel free to show up as yourself without fearing any backlashes or judgment or criticism or like pain from other people, then the first step is about, you know, just observing where does this pleasing pattern kick in? And if there's nothing, you know, currently going on, let's say, but, you know, just look to the past every time that you've tried to accommodate somebody else's needs, when you try to please them, when you try to please their expectation, when you try to, um, whatever, let's say, make them feel happy, right? What did it cost you? What did you maybe neglect in that moment for yourself? Um, who were you focused on? Who, um, what did you get in return, actually? Um, how is this just, just become an observer of understanding when are you kicking in those, those habits, right? Usually it's because we don't want to be rejected, right? We're afraid of being rejected. We're afraid of belonging. We're afraid of not getting the love that we really want at a deep level. without realizing that it's all already within you. But this is also for another episode. <laughs> um, this has certainly been one of my key insights from last year. That it's already within me. And I'm the only person who can truly give that to me. Um, but anyways, you know, coming back, what is it that you can do? It's like first become an observer. And realize, like, where is this happening? How is this happening? And what are, let's say, the effects that you're experiencing because of that kind of behavior? What does it do to the level of um, of happiness, of joy, of, of fulfillment that you're feeling for life? And what is it doing to how you're experiencing life? Like, is the reality that you're then experiencing does it match your desired life so to say do you feel like when you're pleasing others do you feel like clearer about what it is that you want 
the next step that you want to take. You know, for example, at work, maybe your boss wants to really, you know, promote you to a certain position, but it just doesn't feel right to you. (laughs) But maybe because you don't want to upset him and your relationship has been so good, you're thankful, right? You want to kind of acknowledge that um, support that you've been receiving. So you talk yourself into it's going to be like a good opportunity, etc. So you take on that that position to please him, to not be rejected by him, right? Um, but then what kind of reality is that creating for you? When you have, you know, you you, you haven't listened to yourself, you haven't um, stepped up for um, what felt right or wrong to you for maybe what it is that you truly wanted. Maybe it's creating a lot of exhaustion because it's a job that, you know, is about a topic that doesn't interest you, is about um, whatever, working at a rhythm that just doesn't go with you. There's many, many attributes or many like um, different factors that can go into um, our experience, right? But it happened because you did not listen to yourself. All your focus was on that other person. And so we have many situations in our life, in our partnerships, right? With our kids, there's so many moments where we are then chipping away from um, from that relationship that we have with ourselves. And so once you have observed, like, where is this happening? How is this happening? What kind of um, effects is this creating in my life? Then we have the opportunity to slowly build our connection back up, you know, by starting to focus instead of the other person, starting to focus on ourselves, starting to become aware of those moments when we're so inclined (laughs) to, you know, please that other person, like actually stop, go within and check is like, is this really what I want to do? Does this feel right to me? This is going to be to the, to the best benefit of both of us. And if the answer is only one person gets to benefit from this, really, then it's not the right thing. And then you have the the opportunity to choose a different reality for yourself, a different behavior. And the more you start to build that muscle, you know, the more you're able to recreate that connection that you so naturally had when you were born and when you were little, right? You can recreate that now being an adult. Um, For me, honestly, this is what I've been doing in the past years. I have been like so, you know, I've been approaching business in this pleasing personality way. I wanted to please the audience. I wanted to please my coaches. I wanted to please uh, whoever. I wanted to maintain a certain image that whatever makes my parents um, subconsciously proud or still like, think well about me (laughs) you know um so I've done a lot of things that just did not feel right to me I had so much resistance but I still did it anyway and it came to a point where I had lost you know all all inspiration 
any spark, any fire that I had for, um, you know, for coaching, for helping other people, there was just like emptiness. I was doing it because of obligation. I was doing it because I felt like, okay, this is what I have to do. Um, other people are doing it, so I have to do it as well. Um, and it got me to the point where I was like, I'm not going, like, what's the point of even, you know, doing business? What's the point of living if I am not going to enjoy it in any kind of way? Like, it just doesn't make any sense, right? So if I'm not enjoying it, I might as well spend my time on something else. And that's what I did. <laughs> I took that summer, I took, I think, four or five months off. And I literally just dedicated the entire summer to doing like reconnecting with what it is that I love doing. What it is that I needed? I basically filled up my energy again. I basically showed myself with every time that um, I took an action that focused on fulfilling my needs, even though my mind was like barking in the background of like, you can't take so much time off. You need to get back. You need to do this and that and blah, 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 blah. Um, I was like, nope, I'm going to focus on myself. Um, and that kind of built back that trust factor in myself. It was showing myself that my soul that, Hey, I'm, I'm real about this. Like, I really want to take this seriously. You know, I really care about myself. I really care about my needs. So I'm showing up for you. I'm doing what feels right. What feels good. Like at a soul level, I went stand up paddling. I went to the lake so many times. I, um, I don't know what else I did that summer, but it was just like just doing things for myself, allowing myself to do nothing sometimes, you know? And I just want to say like, it's a whole process. Like this is not a one-time solution, quick fix thing. It's a process. It's like building a relationship with any other person. First you meet, right? You go on dates, you spend more time together. You build kind of that trust with each other, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what we do with ourselves as well. Like we have unlearned how to listen to ourselves. So we need to learn again how to listen to ourselves and how to connect. Um, and so after spending that summer, um, I started to, first of all, I lost all the guilt for like doing nothing for <laughs> uh, doing things that I enjoyed. Um, you know, I released so much guilt. I released so much um, of those. I have to, I should, all that pressure that comes with it and lots of judgment with myself. And the thing is, you know, when we judge ourselves, we disconnect from ourselves because if you're judgmental, you know, like, there can't there is separation there can't be any connection you notice like when you walk walk down the street and you judge somebody or you watch something on tv or on social media you judge that person in that moment you cannot connect to that person and that's what happens you know to us many times when we try to reestablish it so it comes also with a great portion of compassion um and self-love 
And all those topics are really things, you know, it all goes hand in hand, but every topic is like, they're all like intertwined, but every uh, topic, you know, I feel like has its own journey and learning how to reconnect with yourself and feel into yourself, like being able to understand what's going on within me is the key to making all of those different topics have happen the self-compassion the self-care the self-love um the let's say authenticity like expression expressing our authenticity so it's a process but it starts with you just understanding this key that you're pleasing of others is not helping anybody it is just hurting you and your soul and this experience, this life experience that you came here for. Because simply put, you're not going to experience what you came here for if you're just going to focus on other people's needs and pleasing them versus your soul or your inner self. Whew. So I hope... I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, like I said, go and check out the other at least two episodes where I've been talking about the four different personality, like main personality types that we take on, why we take them on. Um, and this whole topic, like the very first episode of the podcast when it was called the Inner Power Podcast, um, is talking about this whole um let's say fake love pattern that we're um producing or generating uh when we are little and that makes us take on those different roles so check those out and if you want to have a moment or like a space rather said not just a moment but really a space where you can explore that behavior for yourself everything that I've talked about before, when you want to have a safe space where you can um, kind of with guidance, look back and understand like what has been happening? Where have I learned this? What is like exactly stopping me? And have a space where at the same time, you can learn to really tap into yourself again, establish that connection and then release all that crap then I invite you to sign up for the Fully Alive Retreat happening in Mallorca this March um, because this is going to be like this beautiful safe space for you to explore yourself and reconnect with yourself again and to remember what it really feels like to be you and have the safety to express that. All right? So you can bring like a whole new level of quality into your life. With that being said, um, you can sign up. Either you you write me an email to algamuller.coaching at gmail.com or you head over to my Instagram. And there is a link in my bio where you can actually check out all the details about the retreat and um, also sign up. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I can't wait to share more wisdom with you next week. Bye, you guys.